For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Right now. Yeah, Rod's not here, so I'm hosting the show. How about that? NHL playoffs all week. There we go. Back in for another day. You like that, Kelly? Darren DuPont show. (laughs) I like it. You've even got your own graphic now. I know, right? What we need, and I've been, and I'm working on this. We need that graphic on the coffee mugs, right? The cardboard yeah, yes. cutout. Well, that's true. I've got. That'll be next. I've got a couple of these at my office. Yep. Of these. Yep. But I don't have the bearded Darren Dupont <laughs> version. And it's funny, I got it back now a little bit in the summer. But uh, welcome to Tuesday's edition of the Rod Peterson Show on Rod's week off. Yes, Darren Dupont. The Silver Fox Kelly Rempel is in for Tuesday's edition of the show. Rod's away this week. As you're following his social, he is in a conference working on the recovery side. So he'll be back in Tuesday. It's the long weekend this weekend, so programming note, we won't be on on Monday. What was the... Why do they start calling you Moose? I know. I know. I don't know if it's going to stick. Did I miss an email from Clark? You might have missed an email. So... (laughs) Somebody, yeah, see, the Moose Show. B. Henderson's watching on yeah. YouTube. Good morning. Uh, Don McNeil's in uh, sunny Alliston, Ontario. Uh, everybody's watching, so uh, good morning. Ryan McCarthy's on time. He's often late, and you'll see he'll pay his $5 fine every time he's late, but he's here this morning. Says good morning. Uh, North America, Mexico, Norway, and Qatar from mostly cloudy Saratoga, New York this morning. So we always get the Saratoga, New York weather update. So the Moose story... We were, I don't know how it came up, but somebody asked, and it must have been Rod, has, has anybody ever called you Moose? And it's only happened once, and it was in minor hockey. I told the story on the air, but, um, you know, Andre DuPont, the old Philadelphia Flyer tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. So they. And you being a tough guy. Right, all of five foot nothing, right, yeah. over here. Um, but in hockey, when I was younger, I was one of the bigger kids, didn't, wasn't physical, scored goals. And we were playing the Wadena Wildcats. It must have been Pee Wee Hockey, one of the first years of contact. And another player came across the middle, and I stepped up and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. You don't make body checks. And the player was down. Coaches had to come out, you know, help her off. Yeah, smelling take, salts. Take off the helmet, and it's a girl. Ooh. 
the hair is flowing. It's a girl. Yeah. So the coach, and she's fine, so the coach slaps me. At a boy, Moose. <laughs> just like the Moose. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? So then it started to You've stick. You've just destroyed the fun. Yeah, exactly. It stuck a little bit. Yeah. And so anyways, it's I here. hope you were proud of yourself show. knocking out that young girl. I was Conscious on the ice. I wasn't. It was. Terrible. Yeah, I know. But you didn't know. I had no how, idea. How would, you, how would you know? How would you know, right? I wouldn't know. So... How are you? I haven't seen you in a little while. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm busy. Um, you know, I think you know this about me. I'm, I'm, I mean, we all love our kids. I mean, we're, I'm no different in that respect. But yeah. I, I kind of live to watch my kids compete and play sports and do those kinds of things. So just back into the swing of things, coaching the big man, the driving force. Nice. We've got a good football team here. They, RMF is created a spring league this year where they got a, a grade 11 and 12 division and a okay. grade 9 and 10 division. We're just crossing our fingers that we can go ahead and start playing like real like equipment and like bang some heads and get out there and have some, I shouldn't say that nowadays, <laughs> bang some heads, bang some shoulders, right? some shoulders. In a very um, clean and effective. Yes, safe contact. Exactly. Say, I've had to take my course twice. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so we're hoping that that'll go. So it would be so disappointing if we put in all this work without equipment and masks and running around and kind of, you know, it's better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. But right. the kids, with all due respect, they don't sign up for spring football so that they can wear masks and run around and with no contact and do drills. Like, that's not really football. Right. So we're hoping that come June we can, we can actually compete. Yeah. Get games. Are you going to be practicing now? We're practicing now, but there's no. Yep. There, it's this drill. is OTAs. There's it's, no contact. The CBA drills. wrote it in, right? Yep. It's, but it's better than nothing. And, yep. I, and I commend, first of all, I, wanna, I always want to commend Lenny Antonini and Kelly Hamilton, but mostly Lenny. That guy from RMF, Regina Minor Football, man, he puts in such tireless hours working. You know, can only imagine how oh. frustrating it would be for a guy like that. To, to have all do all the planning and then not know what direction you're going. Yeah. There's there's plan A, B, C, and D. Yeah. And you never know from one day to the next, you throw the grass in the air and it could conceivably fall in whatever direction, and that's the direction this week. Don't know about next week, oh, but this week here's where the grass flew. So let's let's go in this direction. But God only knows what's gonna happen next week. It's so true. But anyway. That's just my little plug for Lenny because he guy does an amazing job. I, you know, I don't know how he does it. His He's patience. built a hell of a program. Yeah, well, he, they like it's, yes, Regina Minor football is, and you know, it dawned on me again yesterday. We're practicing at Libel Field with the kids, and of course, we're in groups, and everybody's socially distanced, and everybody's spread out all over the place, which is the right thing to do, I think. Yeah, but um, I watch these these shows on Netflix. Friday Night Tykes and all yep. these different shows, right? And in Texas, in Texas, Darren, where football is like a religion, like hockey is here, they don't practice on facilities like what we have in Regina. And you've coached in oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are so lucky to have Libel Field in these amazing facilities that we do here in little old Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing yeah, it is. what these kids have here. We just got to get it going again. We do. We just need to get playing. And that's, we were down there, Katy, Texas, and we were around the Houston area. You're right. I mean, we're blessed up that? here. 
You like the little moose, I eh? do. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a cute guy here. I don't know if I can keep him on my shoulder or not, but... We're going to check in with some of your... pee on me, we'll Yeah, exa- exactly. Check in with some of your comments as we move along throughout the day and let you become part of the program. I know Jack Fulton's watching, I believe, in Calgary, uh, and says, here's to another great show. Um, but he said, just ahead of the snowstorm. So I think snow's coming to Calgary. There's talk it might be coming here on the weekend. Did you hear that for Friday? Snow, I did. We're 30 degrees again this dog, today. This, this moose is peeing on me. I have to. <laughs> We're up to 30 again today. Four degrees by Friday and snow. Yeah, I know. Coming. I saw that. So I saw that. Might be time. I don't know to get out of town for a little bit. But. I might just hold off on 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 planning my pansies until yeah. next week, just to make sure we get through the. Good stage. idea. You can have that frost and that late May frost, but uh, um, yeah, let's uh, let's Craig go, Jordan Smith. He knows Libel Field is a fabulous facility. See? My good friend Craigie Smith. I can't wait to have lunch with him again. He's excited. I you're miss on, him. He's excited. You're on the show. Okay. Enough. Let's go to the quick six show topics, Jordan. So NHL playoffs, we'll start there, but there's almost news that superseded it, which is uh, Bob Young's tweet, the caretaker in, in, uh, in Hamilton. Do we have the tweet? It came out this morning about an hour before I got in here, about you know, eight or nine this morning. Uh, there it is up on the screen. He's quote tweeting... Um, a news article from Three Down Nation in which Arash Madani is talking, uh, is quoted um, by Three Down, talking about a lack of confidence around the CFL that there will actually be football this year. Um, and Bob says, this is just a silly tweet. He says, of course there will be a CFL season. I cannot speak for anyone else in our league, but I can guarantee the Cats will play. Although if no one else plays, I suppose we might even win the Great Cup this year. And a little celebrating birthday hat emoji. <laughs> so Bob Young guarantees there will be football, guarantees the Tiger Cats will play, but he doesn't guarantee that anybody else will play. So are they, are they going to have an inner squad game? Your, yeah, your initial reaction to that tweet. I think Bob's tweet was a lot sillier than Arash's. I mean, I can't guarantee you that any of the other teams are going to play, but I know we're going to play. Okay, well, who are you going to play against then, Bob? For the record, though, I do think there will be a season. I just I want to say that. Yep. I predicted way back, way back, that this August 5th date was a little bit bogus. I think what it does is it gives you another month, right? So you can... You can flex your muscles and you can you can really like we have to start by the fifth. We right. have to start in August. We have to. Well, okay, maybe Labor Day. <laughs> like it gives you that little but I think if you if you set Labor Day as a hard fast date, you really don't have any room. What's the point of playing a six game season? I know. Or seven or eight. You know what I mean? So I do think they're gonna play. I just don't think they're gonna start in August, but I do think that they're gonna have kind of half of a Half of a season. Well, as William May says on Facebook, full house in and PJ. Saskatchewan comes September. up there. Yeah, right? Um, sponsors. That's right. You know, um, well, PJ's comment was about the weather. Yeah, universal collision. Loves the snow. If it was up to do. him, it would be like skating rinks <laughs> Every 12 day. months of the year. Yeah, I know. Love, love you uh, checking in here, PJ, this morning. I uh, hope things are good uh, over there. We'll have to uh, agree with you, get over there and see you. But the... It's so interesting. Like, I look at this tweet, 
And I've been kind of thinking about it this morning. And are they starting to come apart at the seams? Like, to me, I like it because if you think you're going to play, say you're going to play. Say you want to play. At least get the fans excited. But to me, this kind of screams... We're not unified anymore in those board meetings, in those ownership meetings, in those president meetings, in those governor's meetings. We're not unified. Like, we haven't as a group been able to get onto the same page to say, here's our schedule. Here we're going to play. We're going to start on Labor Day. Guess what? If they can't play in, in, in Ontario because it's on fire and locked down, we're committing to paying in the bubble and paying for it, playing in the bubble. Yeah. So here's Bob on his own saying, we're going to play. And kind of almost undermining the authority. It kind of screams of that a little bit. That, look it, I'm the guy in this meetings who really wants to play. No matter what, I want to play. Yeah. And we'll do whatever we have to do to play. I can't speak for everybody else. So when it comes out in, in August or in September that, hey, we're going to cancel our season again because the bubble's too expensive and COVID hasn't gotten where it needs to be and we haven't had enough vaccines, just know the Tiger Cats were wanting to play. And, and, and that's fine. I kind of like that, but I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, you know, look, not, not to take this in a totally different direction, but in, in business, okay, there's sort of an unwritten rule in the boardroom that we may all yell and scream at each other in here. That's fine. Yeah. But when we go out there, we're one. So I may not like what happened in that board meeting and my group, I can only have one vote out of nine or whatever. I might pound my fist down on the, on the boardroom table and adamantly disagree with everybody in here. But when I leave that boardroom, when I go out into that corridor and somebody puts a microphone in my face, I'm with you guys. Even if I'm not, I have to pretend to be. That's what, that's what good, cohesive businesses do. Whether you're a car dealership, whether you're whatever, you get these different car dealerships or, you know, different managers at different dealerships, whether you're, whether you're at a radio station and you get the program director and the general manager and the, the DJ, you get all of these different guys and they, they're fighting amongst themselves. But when they talk to people out there in the community, you can't have different guys with different agendas airing their dirty laundry. And I agree that sometimes in the CFL, it's, it's like it's disjointed. You know, people, you know, I, I think the guy here does a good job. You don't ever see Craig Reynolds arguing, you know, and disagreeing with what this guy said or what that guy said. But it does feel sometimes that they're not all on the same page. Well, you better get on the same page here pretty quick, because what's the date today, Darren? 18th of May? Yeah. And you're supposed to be playing in August? So maybe you better get a plan... And you better get everybody pulling the rope in the same direction. And while I'm ranting, <laughs> here's another thing that I've been thinking about, I've been pondering. This is what I do when I'm not thinking about my son's football at 10.30 yep. at night when, you know, after, you know, Jay's and 30 is over and I'm ready to watch, <laughs> ready to watch something else. So here in Saskatchewan we've got this pretty good plan that's been rolled out. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, you can't argue that it, that it, at least, if nothing else, there's been good communication. That's right. Best in the country. Yep. So you got this little thermometer going. Okay, every day, the premier, whether you like him or not, here's how many people 40-plus have been vaccinated. How's, here's how many 30-plus have been vaccinated. Here's how many 18-plus have been vaccinated. 
And they've already established that once you get to 70% of people vaccinated at 40 plus, we're 30 days away from the first step starting. Then 30 days after that, step two, providing that 30 plus are at 70%. And then providing that there's 18%, settle down, will you? Okay. This moose, he's causing nothing but trouble here. <laughs> then there's another 30 days for 18 plus. So the point is, is that there's a plan. Yeah. And as I understand it, unless I'm missing something, you got 30 days after the original opening, which would be May the 30th, and then the step three would be 30 days after that. So you're talking early to mid-July that you would literally have at least... 70 percent of people 18 plus vaccinated and now they're starting to open up the second round yeah right so people that were 80 some would be vaccinated twice well if they're getting now 130,000 doses or uh, vaccines a week yeah that number by the early part of july you could literally have 40 to 50 percent of people period that have been vaccinated twice. So let's just pretend for a minute that the rest of the country, for some reason, they just, they just can't be as efficient as Saskatchewan. No matter how hard they try. Okay. We're just way superior in getting the needles in, rolling up the sleeves and getting needles in arms. Yeah. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt of two or three weeks. Well, there wouldn't be a province in the country that by August the 5th, wouldn't have about 40 or 50 percent of their residents vaccinated twice. So what, what's the problem? What, why can't we play? Like, what is it going to take for some of these people to just relax, take a deep breath and say, guys, it's OK. You got 50 percent of your population that have been vaccinated twice. And we still want to hold everybody back and say you can't have 25 or 50 percent or whatever that number is watching sports and stadiums. I like, know. What is it going to take? I know. Darren? I know. And we haven't gotten to anything on the on the show topic. Jeez. We will. We I got two frustrated. hours to do this. We're I in cruise control now. So what does he get? As of today, Saskatchewan, by the way, vaccines are eligible for those 16 and over. Yeah. So we're rolling. I got the but big man booked. Yeah. I got mine on Saturday. We're rolling. But we're three weeks away from going to stage two once we have 70%. Yeah. Then once we get to that, we have to wait another three weeks for stage three and another three. So we're nine weeks away from getting to a place where we have 70% of our, of our adults vaccinated and we're into step three or whatever. But, well, but there will be a lot of people that will have their second dose by that sure. time. For sure. 85 and over are eligible now. And if you've had it before February 15th, you can get your second vaccine. You can book it now. So that's great. But the other provinces haven't even started this plan. They're not even at step one yet. So when each of those get to step one, it's three weeks, three weeks, three weeks. Right? So we're at nine weeks now. Well, if they do the same plan. Right. And if they do the same plan, which has been effective. Which they should, because ours is working. Right. But when they start, it's minimum nine weeks to catch up. So when you start stacking nine weeks on top of each other, it's hard to imagine that we'll get there by September. Yeah, but but they're... Okay. But... They, they may not be doing it exactly like so we've done it differently right right we've kind of said okay 80 they might 70, just roll it out 60, to hey 18 and well, over what, let's what, go whatever but in, i mean 
Saskatchewan represents about three to three and a half percent of the population of the country. Yeah. So we're getting our doses accordingly from a, on a on a strictly a per capita basis. So in Ontario, they're getting whatever it is, yeah. 15 times or 20 times the vaccines that we are. So there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to kind of stay on track. And they'll get ours too because we'll be done handing them out, right? We'll have most of our... So you'll have more opportunities and more production. So it, could move, it should move faster, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't... I guess what wears me out, Darren, yeah. is I just get tired of every time I turn on Twitter, you get some guy somewhere saying, it's too much too soon. Yeah. Why is it? Do you want to be buried in your basement for the next year until every single person has their second dose? I don't. I don't. Oh, this is going to be a good two hours. I can feel it. We got five more topics to get to, but we're going to keep the football conversation going. Blake Nill, head coach of the UBC Thunderbirds, is locked and loaded as we'll get into U Sports football. I'm really excited about this. This is my bread and butter, U Sports football. And we'll get to more of your comments. Good morning. Thanks for checking in all across Canada and around the world on Facebook, YouTube, and Game Plus. And uh, we'll be right back. You can listen full. Uh, 24-7 Sports Radio uh, for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey everybody, Rod and Moose here. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Moose, we're here. We're holding it. If they don't believe me, <laughs> there it is. Listen. I've been using the Lawnmower 3.0 for what? A couple of months now? Yes. And I love it. What did I say in our last podcast? Chat about this. No cords, no clanky razors. You know what? This is handheld, it's sleek. There are no cords. It's got a 90 minute battery life and a headlight. Yeah. But you now have the 4.0, and I have Ooh. to admit I'm a little jealous. Oh, What do you like about yeah, it? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that's why we're doing this in the dark, so we can test out the headlight. It seems to be uh, not even that loud. Oh. Sounds loud there, but it's actually not that no, loud. It's, it's right uh, up against the microphone. I'm excited. So uh, we're gonna You get... want to know what's new about it? There was only one size trimmer on the 3.0. Now there are four. Oh. There's a travel lock. You ever traveled somewhere and your razor's been on the whole time, and when you get to your destination, your razor's dead? Mm -hmm. This has a lock on it, so that doesn't happen. There's a lot of other things here. As looks-wise, it's sleek, a two-tone matte and gloss finish. Even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. But more important than that, it's got a ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, which alleviates those little nicks, those little bumps. Honestly, it will change your life, guys. And we're asking you to order now and join over 2 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's fansided20 at manscaped.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. The Prairie Mobile 
The Prairie Mobile text line is uh, fired up and rolling, 306-840-8777. We'll get to your comments in a little bit. Man, it is heating up already, and we're just... 25 minutes into the show, Kel. Uh, but uh, this is going to be fun. We're going to go out on the uh, video chat, I believe, to the West Coast and join three-time Vanier Cup champion, head coach Blake Nill of the UBC Thunderbirds. There he is. Hey, Blake, how are you? Hi, Darren. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. It's good to see you. Great to see you as well. We're, uh, where are we connecting with you? Are you in Vancouver? Yeah, I'm here in Vancouver. I'm, I'm at or- the stadium here on the UBC campus. Um, you know, come into work every morning, try to remain functional and prepare for this upcoming season. I was going to say, or are you on some, you know, plush Bowen Island estate like Jim Mullen is? No, no. Look, I'll show you something. There's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Vanier Cup. I'm, yeah. I'm in the office, man. Yeah, Good. I'm in the office. Good. It's yeah. been a while since I've been out there, so I can't wait to get back out there. Speaking of that, you know, um, we were just talking about Bob Young's tweet, right? I mean, and the CFL, but I look at it, and the CFL the U, and, and U-sports are two completely different animals. Where are we at? Where are you at going into work every day, planning for a football season? I know the you know, updated kind of schedule and plan was announced by the Canada West. Um, where are you at on day-to-day in, in your preparations for a season? Right now, Darren, I'm preparing for you know, getting ready for training camp, uh, making sure that my athletes are, are here, that they're, you know, we're going to have to jump through a few, a few um, hurdles. You know, we're going to have to make sure everyone's isolated, make sure everything is um, done in accordance to provincial health regulations. But we're excited. The, the athletes are excited. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to normal and going out and competing. What would be the biggest challenges to get you guys on the field right now? Those, those hurdles to get the Canada West back playing. Uh, there's a couple, Darren. The, the one thing you got to remember is, is our athletes haven't, most of them haven't been in collision type or consistent collision type uh, situations for up to 18 months. Uh, we know from when the NFL came back early from a strike that you know we're going to have we're going to have young men who are susceptible to soft tissue injuries we've got to have a, a, a prolonged sort of adaptation back into the game so that that creates a little bit of a, a challenge and then of course we, we've got to be able to adjust to the provincial health regulations and um, right now in in bc you know we're able to we're able to get a group of athletes on the field, you know, in, in smaller groups and, and work on individual, just work on some levels of skill, some level of um, um, training, just to make sure that when we get the, the goal, you know, that we're going to be ready to, to make the most of it. Blake, I have just uh, curious to get your thoughts on this. So, one of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot, um, obviously, is recruiting because people, you know, are watching the the older players. But it starts by bringing in the grade twelves or the the younger kids from the high schools, and then eventually they work up uh, the ranks. But last year there was no grade twelve, 
right, because the kids didn't play. So what kind of challenges has that created for you? And, and did you find it a difficult transition or did you already kind of know uh, the base of the of the previous year's grade 11s and it really wasn't maybe that big of a deal or how does that all play out? I don't think it was that big of a deal. Um, most uh, university coaches recruit based on the athletic potential of the young men. And, uh, we, you know, my opinion has always been if you're the right kind of athlete, have the right kind of academic uh, performance and are motivated, I can turn you into a, a you know, a youth sports athlete. And, and so we approached it last year and, and this year going out um, to find these athletes and, and, you know, look at, maybe you didn't have a lot of film to look at, but you evaluate them on other criteria, you know, evaluate them. What, what the pandemic sort of uh, initiated for us was the use of Zoom. And so it actually became easier to reach out to these kids more regularly get to know them better, look them in the eye, and and you just feel more comfortable now with that you actually know the individuals coming into your program. Speaking of developing players, 14 players selected from the Canada West in the CFL draft. I know something you're really um, proud of, and those four in the first round. But uh, Craig Smith is watching and, and has a question about that. He says, hey, Blake, what can you say about the kids drafted? Cross, Aladdick, and Graham. You know, and he says, all the best in 2021. Go T-Birds. That's from Craig Smith. So can you say yeah. about your kids that got selected? Well, first of all, uh, it's great to hear from Craig. I hope everything's well. Um, the kids we got drafted are all going to play first year. They're they're uh, especially Halotic and and Graham are are two of the, two peas in the same pod. Both large, um, athletic linebackers could play down on the line of scrimmage. I guess if you wanted them to but will fulfill every special team role that a CFL program wants them to. The, the, kid, out of, the kid out of Saskatchewan cross is, is perhaps top five that I've ever coached. He, he brings incredible instinct, uh, incredible, just an incredible passion in every aspect of his, of his preparation in terms of his training, his, his preparation in, uh, in the in the film room, his understanding of the game plan, and then once he's on the field, you're hard pressed to keep up with his effort. And so, when when Hamilton drafted him, I, I sent a, uh, a message right away to Spencer Bohm, who played for me at Calgary and who's part of their personnel, and I just said, "You just got a top five guy." of mine all the time and they were ecstatic and and i i can also remember uh during the winter discussions talking to my buddy kyle in winnipeg and he goes you think he's do you think he's gonna slide under the radar a bit and i'm going kyle you're he's not going to be available second round and and you know when when he uh, when he went the last pick of the first round, I sort of smiled and, and thought about my buddy Kyle Walter, but he he got his share of talent too. So I, I'm I'm very excited for Nick Cross. I I think he's just going to be a superior football player and, and is a superior young man. I only got a couple more for you, but 
on that, if the seat, like, how much are you following or treating these players who have been drafted? If the CFL doesn't play this season, I'm, the assumption is they'll all come back and have another year with the Thunderbirds. Is that right? Yeah, that, that could happen. Um, my, my uh, you know, philosophy, Darren, is always prepare for worst case scenarios. <laughs> so, you know, I'm preparing that they're not going to be back in our program. And, and to be honest, I hope they, you know, we all want to see the CFL land on its feet and have a big year. And um, I, I just, you know, think it's important that we we get that that league going and, and support it any way we can. And so I'm really hoping that there, you know, that there's a CFL season come this, this uh, fall, which I'm confident there will be. I don't know that we have enough time to get into this, Blake, because um, we only have a couple minutes left. But, you know, it, with uh, the XFL talk, and I'm sure you've heard it, and we've talked about it on this show, and, you know, the CFL going into that talk, and everybody's scared of, you know, going to four downs or changing the Canadian game. I mean, outside of UBC, there's a lot of four down football in BC. I mean, concisely can you you know what would what would the changes or what does this kind of shifting landscape do for grassroots football in this country you know i i you know i haven't thought about it a lot but here's something i'll, I'll tell you darren uh, about 10 years ago when i was at calgary uh, after practice one day john Frizzani used to sit in the end zone and watch us practice and his son played for me at, with the dinos um, came up to me and he goes, you know, Blake, I could make a lot of money with you Canadian kids. And, <laughs> and that made me smile because John, John recognized the talent level of, of Canada West football and of Canadian university athletes. And I really think that our, our game has grown substantially during my career the athletes are, are three and four times the caliber that they were uh, 25 years ago. And so I, I hope that we, we hold fast, that we, we recognize that Canada has, Canadian football has a place in our, in our history and in our country. And uh, I know all, uh, all of my colleagues at the university level, are, we just keep getting better. And there's no better example than those six teams that play Canada West football. And um, I, I'm hoping that they stick to the three down game and we continue to move in that direction. I was going to ask you how your, how your Zoom skills are during the pandemic because you're doing all these Zoom calls with your, with your players. But uh, you're nailing this. This is great. It's, you're, you're a natural yeah. on, the, on the video calls. <laughs> But just before we'll let you go here, uh, a couple comments rolling in from a couple people you might know. Monty Klassen, he was the uh, equipment and water and uh, kind of an extra hand with the University of Saskatchewan Huskies. He says, hi. he says, hi, Mr. Neil. Really nice to see you. And Anthony Woodson's watching the show this morning. He says, interviewing the GOAT with the high five emoji. Great coach, great yeah. mentor. Sir Anthony's watching this morning. Well, well, tell Monty I said hi, man. And I was on the phone with Woodson the other day. Anthony Woodson is is a huge advocate of the game of football. His entire family is. And he's doing everything he can to build it in the city of Calgary. 
Um, I, I have nothing but time for the Woodson family, and he he helped me win a lot of big games, and, and I'm wishing him all the success as, as he moves forward in his life, and he's going to be a new father here in a couple, day, uh, couple weeks, I think. Ah, congratulations, Anthony. That's great. Yeah. Blake, real treat catching up. I know uh, he, um, for Jim, he's invited us out to the coast when the uh, pandemic ends. We might do the show right from his deck on the island. So if that happens, we'll put you on a ferry and bring you out, and uh, we'll see you soon, I'm sure. Darren, thank you very much. Uh, good luck with everything, and we'll talk to you again soon. You bet. Sounds great. Blake Nill joining us on the video chat from UBC. We'll uh, take a break. We'll unpack that. And we'll actually get to the quick six show topics because we can kind of put it on cruise control for the next 25 minutes here on the Rod Peterson Show on Rod's Week Off on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Sports update time, not Rod. I'm Darren. And Nathan McKinnon at two goals and an assist. Gabriel Landeskog, he had a goal, two assists, and a scrap. That's called a Gordie Howe hat trick. And Braden Shen, the scrap was with Braden Shen. The Colorado Avalanche beat the St. Louis Blues 4-1 in game one of their first round series. Jordan Binnington gave the Blues a chance, stopping 46 of 49 shots. Jordan Stahl scored twice, helping the Carolina Hurricanes to a 5-2 win over the Nashville Predators in the first game of their team's first round playoff series. Nino Niederreiter hammered the puck past UC Saros from between the circles at 226 of the third to break a two-all tie as the Hurricanes made their move with a strong final 20 minutes. Brad Marchand scored 39 seconds in overtime after teammate Taylor Hall tied the game late in regulation. The Bruins rallied to beat the Washington Capitals 4-3 to tie their first-round playoff series at a game apiece. Marchand was Boston's OT hero in a game in which he made more noise for taking post-whistle penalties than producing. The Bruins' uh, leading scorer looked more like himself on the one-timer. He ripped past Craig Anderson in overtime. The sports update is for the TAP Brewhouse and Liquor Store, and we'll tell you they are open. We went for lunch yesterday, took the staff there for lunch, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, eight delicious flavors, G2G Protein Bars. You can get uh, 20% off with the promo code RPSHOW. We haven't gone through these quick six show topics, so let me do this. It was Bob Young's tweet saying the Tiger Cats will play, the CFL will play, but also saying, can't tell you if anybody else is going to play with us. Uh, NHL playoffs, um, 12,000 in Raleigh, North Carolina, in the building. They call them Caniacs. 12,000 Caniacs. We got the video. We'll get to that in a second. Um, that's point. Four point five World Mixed Double Curling Championships continue. Brad Gushu, Kerry Anderson are playing. I think they were playing Hungary um, this morning. We'll get an update on that uh, in a little bit uh, later on. And uh, as we move forward, um, the NHL playoffs is where I want to go back and start. Not a lot here to really break down, but I mean, did you watch any of the hockey over the weekend and through the first? Very little. Day yesterday. I watched a bit of the Avalanche yeah. game last night. But it feels like hockey's back. 
We had the Hockey is Back tournament or the NBA is Back, or MLS is Back tournament. That was the one that was called it is back. But you had the, the bubble last year in Edmonton and, and Toronto. And we've had the season for the most part with no fans. And now we got the playoffs and they're opening the buildings in the United States. And it finally feels like hockey. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. It finally feels like Certainly hockey. more so. I mean, and not only that, but the players who are playing and playing well. I mean, you go to Boston, Washington, and I mean, I don't understand how Boston continues to do it, but they continue to win hockey games. I mean, the shots were 12-4 Washington, but Boston led 2-1, to one, okay, early in that game. And then two and a half minutes left, they're down, and looked like they're on their way to losing and going down to nothing. And they find a way to jam in this goalmost scramble. Taylor Hall, who looks like he's having a hell of a great time in Boston, um, jams it in. They tie it. And, of course, 39 seconds into overtime, Brad Marchand scores the winner. Jake DeBrusque, former Swift Current Bronco, had a goal for, for Boston. So they keep finding a way. And then that game you watched a little bit of, Colorado-St. Louis. We were in Swift Current last night for the Black Tie Hockey Draft fundraiser for the Dr. Irwin Noble Foundation. And we were kind of watching. I was watching out of the corner of my eye. But I look up halfway through. Colorado's got 25 shots on goal. They ended up with 50 shots on net in that game. Jordan Binnington was outstanding. There was a 2 on all with Nazem Kadri and Miko Rantanen that he just put his left toe out and made a ridiculous save. They stayed in the game. There was fights with good players. Braden Shen and Gabriel Landeskog going toe-to-toe. I mean, this is playoff hockey. And then you got to of almost a full crowd in Carolina. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Well, the fans definitely make a huge difference. I mean, I remember last year, um, and even, you know, to some extent this year, you know, you're just so happy to get hockey back. You're, you're so happy to get live sport back that whether you're watching, you know, the NFL or whether you're watching Major League Baseball or the NBA or hockey, whatever. You're just so happy that they're playing that it's well, whatever. Even if it's with no fans, I'm okay with that. But now you're getting to the point where it's like, okay, I'm kind of tired of the no fans. I want to have some electricity and some excitement in the building. Yeah. And it, it makes all the difference in the world. Who's kidding who? And you got to think if you're a player – it makes all the difference in the world, too. I even saw some interviews this year with some of the Blue Jays where they were talking about it just feels more like baseball when you get, you're feeding off a little bit of energy and there's, some, there's a little buzz in the stadium. You know, it's, it, it's, I think everybody enjoys it more, don't they? Is there oh, anybody yeah. that wouldn't I know. rather have lots of fans? It's unbelievable. Checking into your comments on uh, the comment wall, YouTube. Hey, Rod's watching. He checks in for a minute. He says, hey, y'all. Sup, Rod? Uh, Tacona Pally with a couple of comments. Taylor Hall, how about that? And I'm a Kaniac. He says he's a Kaniac. Bunch of jerks taking him to the cup. So there you go. Um, we'll continue to get more of your comments. And as we go full viewer takeover in the final segment of hour one, and we're going to get into that Hurricanes Predator series. And we're going to show you, we're going to take you inside the building in Raleigh, North Carolina, and show you what that feels like with a video that was posted on Twitter. So I'm looking forward to that. And coming up in hour two, Mitch Love, head coach of the Saskatoon Blades, assistant with Team Canada's World Junior Team, and Wade Minter, 
He was there. He's the public address, of, address voice for the Carolina Hurricanes. So we'll get a really good glimpse into what that atmosphere was like in Carolina last night. A little more recap on uh, night three in the NHL playoffs as well. That's all ahead here on the Rod Peterson Show on Rod's Week Off here on Game Plus TV, Facebook, and YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, viewer takeover, and we don't got a long time, but that's okay. We'll do more of it in hour two. Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777. Frank in Toronto. Gentlemen in Ontario, hang on. You have to wait three months or more for your second shot after the first as of today. Yeah, that's But does your too. first get you in the building? I think that's... No. Ray in the 416. Hey, Moose, Ambrosi has to reel in Bob Young. They have to... Sing from the same hymn book. You can't have one role going or spewing his agenda. I wonder who the Ticats will be playing. That's from Ray in the 416. And Brady's watching in Saskatoon this morning. Hey, dupes, I got the Jets in seven. I believe if the Jets shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, it will come down to the Oilers' struggle in goal, and the Jets will win. I see the Leafs winning in six. If the Habs play to their strength and beat down their opposition and make them tired, as well as get a healthy and playoff-ready price back, they have a good chance at winning a couple and Bob's your uncle. And playoff ready, price back. Oh, he just tweeted the same thing twice. Or texted the same thing twice. So there you go. If, uh, what does Rod say? Never mind. My aunt had nuts. Um, if you shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, of course you have a great chance. I mean, if Florida shuts down uh, Kucherov and Braden Point tonight, they'll have a really good chance to win too. But, um, okay. Let's watch this video from Carolina, and then we'll talk about it. This is... In Raleigh, North Carolina, Preds and Hurricanes, Game 1. That was Wade Minter on the public address. He'll be with us next hour. And I, I could, you could just keep the crowd and that song going in the background forever. I mean, the Scorpions, the Scorpions, like a hurricane. Um, that was last night. And tomorrow night, Edmonton and Winnipeg are going to open up their first round best of seven series with no fans in the building. 12,000 in the building last night. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it. I mean... Well, they're doing what they want. They're right? doing what they I want. I mean, that's, that's something that we didn't talk about earlier with the CFL, but it sort of applies universally across, like, regardless of what sport. Yep. You've got all of these different states and jurisdictions with different health authorities and different politicians, some on the left, some on the right, and none of them have the same line in the sand. So you're going to have some states where the governor and the health authorities go, like, we're tired of this. Let the people go to the games. 
I mean, the Toronto Blue Jays opened the season in Texas, and the, there was tons of fans Full. there. And yet we can't even get a game in Toronto, and probably won't. And pro- until maybe September, maybe. And, and probably won't. I mean, it just it gives me chills watching it. And the game was good. So, I mean, we did watch the game last night. Um, Philip Forsberg opens the scoring, and it's good to see guys like that step up in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, we saw Nathan McKinnon, you know, with a couple of goals and an assist. I mean, he had a, the shot on the Landeskog deflection. Gabe Landeskog with the Gordie Howe the, the best players are playing their best hockey in the playoffs. That's what makes hockey so great. Jordan Bennington stepped up with, a, with an unbelievable game. But Forsberg opens the scoring. In this game, I'm getting texts and seeing tweets. It's not as bad for, for um, Nashville as people are making it out to be. Um, 5-2 final with the empty net goal. But Forsberg opened the story. Jordan Stahl, unbelievable goal. He was nearly on the goal line before he put it upstairs to tie the game. Preds made it a game, tied it midway through. And then in the third, I think the turning point was UC Saros made a really great save on a two-on-one, but in the same sequence, Carolina continued the play, scored, took away all the momentum, game was over. And that's kind of how the playoffs go, right? It's, it's all about momentum swings, and you make one play, takes the wind out of your sails, and all of a sudden the series can be over really quick. But, uh, man, we are still a day away from opening things up in the Scotia North Division. And that's our poll question. Let's squeeze this in before we get to the break. The poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is... Where is it? It's which series is going to go, or who's going to win the Scotia North Division? Of the four teams that are left, Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Winnipeg, who's going to win it? Go to our Twitter page or here on Facebook and vote. We'll get those results in hour two on the program, along with Mitch Love and Wade Minter, and more from you here on The Rod Peterson Show on Rod's Week Off. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.